what we do here is go back, 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 back. Sorry, brah. You were so uh, mock draft 1.0. We're on 1.2. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Michael McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And we are in the middle of free agency. Things are going. Things are moving. I'm trying to avoid saying shucking and jiving because I feel like I've said that probably going on like six podcasts by now, especially in the very beginning portion. But nonetheless... Which is why you should say it. Yeah. Things are jiving and shucking. We have some fun things to uh, dive into today with some... uh, PFF mock drafts. Uh, Andy got a little uh, little something something up his sleeve to kind of change up the monotony of of the last few weeks of regurgitating free agent information. So I well, I'm just going to hand it over to you, Andrew. How are you? I'm well, my friend. Yeah, it's definitely the it's like the in between period. It's the purgatory of free agency and the NFL draft. As we um, we you know had that first week or two, that was a big. Big wave. Um, This isn't that important. I'm just going to tell you, but I'm new to Twitter somewhat. I'm I'm about two and a half years on new to Twitter, which I can't claim for that much longer, but because life is busy, right? I I set my notifications on the first week of free agency, first day of free agency. I guess you can, which I found out, set notifications to Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter because I'm like, I need to know the information because I'm working, trying to be a dad, things like that. And I realized... I hadn't turned them off and it's been about two weeks and things aren't happening. Like, and if they did happen, I would figure it out, you know, and I'm still getting notifications of them of like, they're just retweets. They're like retweeting like, Oh, great game by the Japan beat the USA, which sucks tonight. You know, like those things I'm like, I need to turn this off. So I turned it off tonight and I'm back dialed in. It's not very relevant or important, but I, I wanted you to know, Micah, that I have, like progressed in my uh, Twitter studies and like, you know, advances all of that to say I'm doing well, dude, you know, I'm here. Um, and I'm excited for, you know, free agency has been somewhat of a, you know, whatever we got into it last week about how I feel about Jimmy G don't need to go there anymore. You know, you'll have the rest of the season for me to explain my thoughts, but, um, yeah, got a couple weeks leading up to the draft, have some big pro days coming up tomorrow, I believe is well, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are three big pro days. I will get back to you on who's throwing when. Believe it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, as far as QBs go, which is usually the main attraction. So, all that to say is I'm doing fine. And you. We left out Cam Newton on that. <laughs> well, he threw yesterday. So, oh, was that yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It might have been, no, I think it was yesterday, but it doesn't matter. He threw out the Auburn Pro Day. Yeah. yeah, a lot of kids out there going to showcase their chance to get drafted in the NFL, and Cam Newton's taking over Auburn's Pro Day. Fantastic. Think of the kids, Cam. Think of the kids. Yeah, they're just kids. Sorry, on that one little thing, and we'll get into it when we need to, the viral clip of him saying there are not 32 MFers in this league that are better than me, basically insinuating 32 quarterbacks, and it's like, you aren't on the team, nor are you signed. So there are, you know, that's it. There just literally is. Yeah. 
32 other quarterbacks aren't going to a pro day from their alma mater. You know what I'm saying, dude? You know, just ain't the case. And their alma father. <laughs> alma mater and alma father. <laughs> that was good. That was good by you. But cool. Well, let's get into it. So what we wanted to do tonight is um, a lot of things have happened within the, the draft circle. Obviously, you know, the Raiders sit at number seven overall. There was a big trade up um, from the Carolina Panthers from number nine to take over that number one slot, which was owned by the Chicago Bears. So now with the needs that the Raiders have, it, it actually has caused obviously a stir as far as like, what are we going to do at number seven? Signing Jimmy Garoppolo definitely did convolute a little bit of, you know, uh, need versus want in that sense. And so what we're going to do is go through three different scenarios of the Raiders picking at seven, two of which will be them sitting at number seven and we'll run this PFF mock draft simulator where we can control the teams and we'll make the picks based off of most recent mock drafts and then kind of debate what direction we want to go in. And then the third one will be where we, I'm saying this as if you guys were a part of like the pre-podcast um, agenda here, but as it sits, the Panthers, the Texans are one and two. They're going to take quarterbacks. At number three, the Arizona Cardinals, they have Kyler Murray. Whether they like him or not, or he plays too much Call of Duty, who's to say, right? They're not going to draft a quarterback, but right at number four is the Indianapolis Colts, which is going to be a team that is a QB needy team um, and could potentially pose a threat. So um, we're going to make a trade from number seven to number three. We'll see kind of what the draft capital is as far as um, what we would have to give up. We'll walk through it. You guys will hear it as we're going to do it soon. But that's kind of the exercise. So, Mike, if you're ready, we can get right into this thing. Let's do it. Cool. The only discrepancy that I have is we're going to alternate picks on these simulated picks where we have control over if you're okay with that. I got the head nod. I'm good. Great. At number one, we have the Carolina Panthers. Mike, I'm going to put you in the hot seat first and foremost. What has rumored for the Panthers trading up is they're either going to take one of two players, either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Micah, who do you take at number one in this mock draft? Well, I think that we're going to go with CJ Stroud here. You know, I, I feel hard pressed that someone's going to trade all those assets away for uh, someone who's 5'10, a buck 75. So, all jokes aside, CJ Stroud, he did nothing but skyrocket his. Uh, his value uh, when it came to the combine and, and where things sit now. And I think right after that, we saw the Panthers, they jumped, jumped up and got that number one spot. So go on CJ Stroud. Boom. Love it. CJ Stroud going number one overall, which makes the Houston Texans at number two, taking Bryce young. And at number three, I'm going to take this pick. Actually, sorry, Micah. Um, they are going to take Will Anderson at number three coming up at number four. I'm going to put you on the spot again, and we'll reverse this, I promise. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts sit, and they are a QB needy team. They're the ones that, once again, we mentioned might leapfrog. The Cardinals just switch a pick just to get their number three quarterback. <laughs> They're in the quarterback search right now. Do we go Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? I think they're going to go Will Levis. Go that route. Okay. And number four, the Indianapolis Colts take Will Levis, which leaves the – Seattle Seahawks at number five and as much smoke as there been, um, I mean, really on the field, off, not, not really on the field, off the field stuff with Jalen Carter. I think the Seattle Seahawks go Jalen Carter at number five. So that slots him in there. At number six, 
I'm going to take this one because Mike and next one, we're going to debate. This is not a very good structure of the exercise. I promise I'll get better. But I think at number six, the Detroit Lions are going to take a corner and that corner is going to be Devin Witherspoon at number seven corner out of East or not Eastern out of Eastern Illinois is Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry. My brain works weird. Too much Jimmy on the brain. I, I, yeah, too. Yeah. I, he's killing me right now. It doesn't matter which leaves us at number seven. Okay. So this is the tr like tried and true number seven pick for the Raiders. Okay. Let's say three of the four top quarterbacks go right. And what we're stuck with is the fourth quarterback as it relates to this mock draft. Anthony Richardson is the last one there, but a couple positions of need that are staring the Raiders in the face. We have edge Tyree Wilson. We have Christian Gonzalez cornerback out of, uh, out of Oregon. And then we have obviously quarterback Anthony Richardson. What are you feeling right now? As far as if the Raiders were dealt this hand, we have a quarterback that has, He's a project, but we just signed Jimmy G. Okay. Who knows how the Raiders are evaluating this quarterback, but also you look at, we, we could go Tyree Wilson, who's, you know, obviously an edge rusher. We don't know what we're doing with Chandler Jones, or we could go Christian Gonzalez, who's a cornerback, clearly a position of need right now. And that's not including the tackles that are on the board, but as far as how PFF addresses it and also how I see it, like, I think we're taking either Tyree Wilson, Gonzalez, or Richardson. Michael, what are your thoughts right now sitting on the clock with the Raiders? Sitting on the clock with the Raiders right now, man. I, I just I would love to pull the trigger on Anthony Richardson. <laughs> mm. um, I would love to pull the trigger on that. <sighs> I think it's just tough because when you've Did you got... Did you this? Did you take Levis on purpose just so you could deal with... I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I did not. But I would love for them to pull the trigger on that. I think it just would be way too hard with one of these tackles that are on the board um, and Christian Gonzalez being on the board. I find it hard that we would take an edge rusher or a D end I, I, unless it was Will Levis or uh, Will Anderson. Unless Will Levis was there at edge rusher. <laughs> and he could play D end. <laughs> he could. <laughs> what I want to do, AR-15 all day. Pull the trigger on it. Boom. What we are probably going to do, not that. What do you think that we would do? So we're going to slot it in as AR-15, right? Yeah. But what do you think in this situation the Raiders might do? Realistically, I think they might take one of the tackles in this spot. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like so used to the Raiders just taking tackles in the first round when you just don't want them to, right? And it just is always something of need. For how many tackles we've taken in the first round, which probably only two in a while, right? But seems like that's always the option there. And it's like, what are we going to do at tackle then if we don't just snag one of the best guys, you know? But I don't know. I just think I'm jaded towards thinking what are the Raiders actually going to do compared to what I want them to do. And I feel like Raider Nation feels that way way too often. No, I mean, I, I agree, right? I, I kind of put you in the, you know, the, hey, here are three positional needs where it's corner edge quarterback, like tackle is a big need. And if you can get a top tier tackle at that spot in the draft at number seven, I think you do it, right? If, if you have that player, like that highly ranked on your board, the depth of the tackle draft is just not there as far as like finding a starter in round two, round two, round, or round two, round three, round four, right? So it's like, I, I don't, dismiss your logic by any means but i also 
I forced you to pick and you're like, I'm not, I think the Raiders actually might do something else. And guess what, Micah, that's probably going to happen because they usually do something outside of what we think they are. So um, I'm with you there. Cool. So now we're going to reset the exercise a little bit and go again, we're going to run it back. Okay. So now I'm on the clock at number one and I'm just going to mix it up just for content purposes. I'm going to take Bryce Young at number one. Okay. Micah, so you, which really doesn't mix it up, but Micah, you're on the clock at number two with Houston Texans. Where do you think that they go? Let me tell you about a guy out of Kentucky, this. right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. That's great. <laughs> that timing lined up. Yeah, they're going to go CJ Stroud. You know, you, you mixed it up, but it doesn't mix up where we go from three on. So, yeah, that's what it is. All right, so we got C.J. Stroud going number two overall, which Andy totally mixed that one up. So now I am at the Arizona Cardinals at number three. And you know what? Sometimes I can look past certain blemishes in people, really. Okay? Will Anderson, I know exactly what you're going to be. You're going to be great. You're going to stop the run. You're going to rush the passer. But there's something about Jalen Carter that is just the best player on the board, and I'm going to go – that exact route. Give me Jalen Carter at number three for the Arizona Cardinals because really they have a history of just making terrible decisions. And here we go. This might backfire. They're going to take the risk. Jalen Carter will take a guy that's 5'7", a quarterback. He plays Halo a ton and also Call of Duty. Probably, I think in succession he played Halo and Call of Duty, which everyone else did, right? Jalen Carter, number three overall, which leads you, Micah, to number four. Again, because I Cliff left it all. Number four of the Colts. Will Levis is right there. for the taking. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't know that the Colts were sneaky potential players and going out and snagging Lamar Jackson. So what do they do? They go and snag the next closest thing to Lamar Jackson this NFL draft has. AR fifteen to the Colts. Probably the least sexiest jersey someone could Photoshop on him, I feel like. Um, there's just a lot cooler jerseys that look better, you know, sure. with an AR-15 like logo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just that white and blue is just whatever. But nonetheless, they're taking their flyer. They listen to the pod is what they heard. They listen to the pod and they heard, you know, Will Levis, AR-15, they're both raw. Will Levis might be ruined. Richardson's so raw, you can just make him into what you want him to be. Colts to get their assault weapon. Nice. I just realized that Will Levis... Went to Kentucky, Kentucky's colors, blue and white. It just makes sense. It always makes sense. But shout out Colt Stan, I believe is his name. You got AR-15 tonight, dude. Great. So that leads us to the Seattle Seahawks at number five. And they are in an interesting position, right? Just like myself with light. So you have a couple different you know, positional needs that are on the board. You have corner, you have edge rusher. They just re-signed Geno Smith. Do they want to take a chance on Will Levis? At the end of the day, probably not. I think they're going to look at edge. And I think this is where it, it continues the slide of Will Anderson. They're going to go Tyree Wilson because the Seattle Seahawks are a team that value traits over anything. I would say the upside of Wilson is a lot, not a lot greater. It's greater than Will Anderson. And with Will Anderson, you know what you're getting. Tyree Wilson just has that incredible, that incredible reach, arms, what is it? Arm span? <laughs> wingspan. That w- arm and wingspan. He has two different types of spans. Most important is wingspan. He has a wingspan. He's, I, I just think that 
based on what I know about the Seattle Seahawks, they value the traits. I think they'll take the upside with Tyree Wilson taking him at number five overall, which gets Micah to number six. The Detroit Lions are on the board. Now, once again, Will Anderson has fallen. Will Levis has fallen. They have Jared Goff. They drafted um, Aiden Hutchinson last year, right? So two of the top players at is it a, is it a need right now or is it a want? They also have a big need for corner, which is what we went in the last round of this exercise. So, Michael, what do you think the Lions are going to do at number six overall? Yeah, so I think um, I think the Lions they stick with that same positional group, but they go with the man out of Oregon, Christian Gonzalez at cornerback. Love it, Witherspoon. Sorry, brah. You were so uh, mock draft 1.0. We're on 1.2. Christian mm-hmm. Gonzalez, you are a Detroit Lion. Love it. Now, the Raiders sit with a very interesting decision. Okay. Will Levis is the fourth quarterback on the board. Okay. Which has been, whether him or AR 15, you know, one of those two have been the ones that have fallen and we're at, we have to make a decision. But as we all know, the draft doesn't always go as we anticipate. Definitely think a lot of things that make sense. The Lions just drafted Christian Gonzalez. And in the other one, I had them taking Witherspoon, both positional needs, but different players, right? So it, it slides different players on the board. And then also the Seattle Seahawks taking Tyree Wilson versus, I believe, the previous one was Jalen Carter. So a lot of shuffling, a lot of jiving and jocking, I believe. So we sit here at number seven, Will Anderson on the board, Will Levis on the board, Devin Witherspoon on the board. And for all you tackle lovers out there, Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern offense tackle that could solve a lot of needs for the Raiders on the board. Micah, where are we feeling right now? You are on the clock. You're on the clock, but, but then you'll give your take and then I'll give my take and then we'll decide. Mutual. Yeah, I think if, if things pan out the way they pan out, I think they just you can't not take Will Anderson. Now, I get it. I passed up on him for Paris Johnson the third junior uh, tackle of Ohio state. The last time we did this, I get it. Right. But months ago, when it comes down to it, we probably needed Chandler Jones's replacement last year. So getting him in this year's draft, that's just something you don't pass up on. Something you don't pass up on. That's all. That's like taking Jamarcus Russell over Calvin Johnson would be my comparison. If I had to just throw two random players out there. Yeah. They so, weren't even the same yeah. draft. No, they were. Oh, we did that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sounds that like actually happens to be something that. Up. Yeah. No, um, I'm absolutely with you. I think it's a no-brainer. I think you run the card up pretty quickly um, with Will Anderson. Levis is just more – we talked about this. He's a project just like Anthony Richardson. You can make the same debate around having Jimmy G there. Um, you can make the debate about Devin Witherspoon or Peter Skoronsky, but Anderson, I would imagine, is a top three graded player on the Raiders board right now, and they would be lucky to have him. We're going to take him at number seven, put it on the board. Yes. So as mentioned, too, our next round is going to be um, the Raiders are going to move up from number seven to number three. But before we do, Micah, please tell the people who this episode is brought to all of us. AR-15 and Will Anderson, bye. Absolutely. As always, it is brought to you by DraftKings. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, 
one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check your DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so we are back now sitting at number seven. And once again, we are going to make a trade up to number three. And the point of all this is to understand what it's going to take for the Raiders if they want to and end up needing to move up to number three to get the third quarterback, which is clearly the last two um, ones that we've done. It's going to be the first two quarterbacks. It's been very out there as far as um, what the intentions of the Texans and Panthers are. So Raiders are sitting at number seven right now. So we're going to take the Raiders' number seven pick, Cardinals' number three pick, and we're going to go through the mock draft simulator to see what it's going to require to acquire um, this number three overall pick. So I'm going to include our second round pick. So what that ends up calculating is a 72% chance to be accepted. Uh, Micah, what do you feel about giving up our first two picks to move up four spots? Too much, too little? I mean, to be honest with you, I think that would be – would be very good if that was all it took to do that. I do think that is a little amount. I guess it's not a whole lot, but when you're talking about moving up to that three spot, it's somewhat insinuated on why you're trying to do that. So people are going to have a, uh, a king's ransom for uh, something along those lines. But I would say that that would be a steal for the Raiders if okay. we could get rid of our first and a second. Um, I haven't seen anybody steal that big of a bundle for a first and a second since Bonte Adams came over the Raiders. So worse than stealing Valor. Certainly. Um, Which is why, which you're the perfect co-host main host as well. We aren't going to do this until it is a 100% certainty that the Raiders get this pick. So like you said, it's going to be a steal, but also like you mentioned, the Cardinals know what they're doing. They know that they're going to leverage this pick. They know the Raiders are trading up for a quarterback. So they're going to be like, how, much do you really want this pick? So now let's take a look. What would you feel about giving up our number seven overall pick, number 38, and a third round of next year? Would you accept that deal? Because right now it has a 100% chance of being accepted. Yeah, if that if, if that's 100% chance, I say we take it. Talking about the two first two picks we already talked about and then a third next year. That's like spending money on a credit card. It's just not real not real money that you're playing with right we just went out and got a third for darren waller right so we just got a third for trading for a player that probably didn't want to be there in the first place but that's neither here nor there but yes i would say leverage the third next year if you got 100 percent chance you take it so we're taking it we're going to offer the trade and they accepted thank goodness so what we're going to do is start the draft we're not controlling this so we're not going to determine who one or two is and we will discuss number three. So what we have is, okie dokie. It's actually hilarious because I'm like, we're doing this exercise, which I came up with, which I'm like, this is going to be cool because we're going to determine what we can get number three. 
But in the last two ones that you and I just did, it was like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are gone, right? I'm like, so this is kind of lame. But guess what? Number one overall, Bryce Young, standard. Number two overall, Anthony Richardson to the Houston Texans, which leaves the Raiders, and this might even be more of a lame exercise than I anticipated, there is C.J. Stroud and Will Levis on the board. Also, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Micah, what say you as far as the Raiders taking at number three, or would this just be more so a dream of mine? Uh, I think that just like a tango, this would be a dream of two, mine as well. Um, I think that if the Raiders were able to snag C.J. Stroud for a first, a second, and next year's third, that would be the ultimate moondoggy finagle that anyone could have ever gotten out of anything ever. So, um, yes, C.J. Stroud, take it. You said that when the Raiders were picking at seven and Will Anderson was on the board, um, you said you just run as fast as you can to the podium. This, this would be faster. Yeah, it would be faster because you and I would be there and we'd do like a, uh, like a, a four by one or four, the four by four where they pass off the baton. Yeah, that's, that's what would happen. Well, and, and honestly, like I, I know we're joking right now, but there actually has been a lot of reality to the situation where Carolina Panthers are infatuated with Anthony Richardson, where they could take him at number one and the Texans are sitting at number two. Do they trade up? A lot of stuff has been linked to Bryce Young. I think they would sit and pick there. Richardson goes one or two, right? And there is Stroud at three. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the Raiders actually address it because they have been infatuated with um, with Stroud, at least from what reports we have read. So it's a peculiar situation for the Raiders sitting at seven where it's like, listen, we got jumped by the Panthers. We know three of the four quarterbacks are going to go in the top four picks. But if the quarterback that you like is available at number three, do you pick up the phone, make the call? to the Cardinals and say, hey, remember that time that we traded back from 10 to 15 and we let you take Josh Rosen? Let's just do it again, okay? Let's just do it again. So there's thoughts there, but fun exercise overall. Um, There's a lot of different ways Raiders can go here. Ultimately, I would say, actually, last question for you. So I ran through the exercise for a reason, just just to be like, hey, this is how the board can fall. This is realistically what the Raiders will have because they're in a situation where we know that we have a lot of needs outside of quarterback, right? We know we have corner needs, O-line needs, D-line needs. We have a lot of needs in that sense. And it's pretty top-heavy as far as like like blue-chip players. But we also know that on the quarterback side, we aren't settled. I'm not saying this because I'm a Jimmy G hater, right? Like we, we have Jimmy G, but we also know what the contract is, which is what we talked about, right? So it's like, how aggressive do you really want to be at seven where you can sit and pick, address a need or whatever? Or if a quarterback that you, and I'll even say this too, right? Like, let's say it goes Stroud, Young, Young Stroud, whatever. Young Stroud's a sick crap name, by the way. I'll excuse it. Either way, right? If it goes that way, and then at number three, you love Anthony Richardson, right? And you know the Colts want Richardson, right? It's like you're pushing the situation where, like, how aggressive do you want to be in, in the draft? Or do you just sit and pick and say, hey, we're going to stick with Jimmy G. But you also know it's an injury concern with him, availability concern. And he has this like shorter term deal that he could be the answer for a year or two, but we're going to have to address quarterback anyways, right? So all of that to preface, Micah, the Raiders are sitting at seven. 
and there is a quarterback that they like, like let's say it's Anthony Richardson's there at three, basically, right? So it goes Stroud Young, Young Stroud, good rap name, right? Do you go trade up to three to take Richardson, or do you sit and pick and let all those, you know, those defensive players fall, not defense, like all of those, but like additional defensive players to fall into you, you know, to make the best choice to just take BPA and, and move on? Well, to be honest with you, I, th- I think a big part of it is, is how do you feel about next year's quarterback class and how much do you like Richardson? Um, because here's why. In theory, we aren't going to be picking as low as seven, right? We we want to not be picking so low because we want to be doing better. Um, but you're going to have to, I think without a shadow of a doubt, and anyone can cold take expose me if you'd like at some point if it doesn't work out. I think that no matter what, they are drafting a quarterback this year or next year. They're drafting their guy that they want to be their guy for the future this year or next year. Unless Jimmy G just goes on this tear and we make a you know a crazy a crazy push and, and run in the playoffs and then we come back the following year, you know, and it's kind of like he's still helping us make this run. It's like all this stuff is happening that we didn't expect it. I think that we're in a bring a quarterback in this draft or next draft in order for Zeigler and uh, McDaniel's to kind of make sure that they've got some more future here in this position, which I think they've got a lot longer leash than people think. But so you're at a point where you're like, okay, is trading up from seven to three going to cost us less than trading up from 19 to three or wherever, you know what I mean? Wherever you're going to have to trade up next year, if you don't end up pulling the trigger on someone this year, like we're up here enough that it's going to be a least amount of the farm possible to, you know, leverage as opposed to, being like, well, we didn't do it last year. We're at a lot lower of a draft position this year, and now we just got to give up a lot more stuff. Like, that's the gamble that you're kind of playing with. So, I think if you like Anthony Richardson enough, and he's at there at number three, just go for it. Do it. Pull the trigger on it. Jump up there. Do whatever it takes. Because if you don't, and then your plan is to try to be all in for Caleb Williams or whoever, you know, one of these other, the three top guys for next year, if you like them enough or whatnot, and you're putting all your eggs into that basket, you're going to be spending a lot more if, in fact, we do good and we're picking on the back, you know, back half of the 32 teams. So, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's like, I think it's a great point, and I think it's really the only point. is like we're, we don't anticipate being here next year right and like we could be like that as fans but like we have a roster that's when now we have a, a veteran quarterback that we're not rolling into the season with jared Siddham and being like dude we could go nine and eight or three and 14 right we're not in that situation we know that a healthy jimmy g quote unquote right is, is going to be able to take us potentially in the playoffs or on the fringe in that 19 range that you're mentioning right so now is the time so which is why it's funny like a lot of on Twitter, like we talk about, like people get pissed off and be like, why would we sit here and still take Will Levis? You know, as a lot of mock drafts have, have kind of been rolled out. It's like, well, it's because exactly your point of like, well, he's talented enough to be taken in this round. And we would have the luxury of having someone like Jimmy G where he could go out and start week one and we can develop this raw talent. And we don't have to be in the situation where we're like, holy smokes, we have to figure out a way to get up to in the top five next year to take a Caleb Williams, Drake may, whatever, right? Like it's, 
I, I agree. There's all of this is to say, I agree with you. And I think it's a great point. And it's, it's one of those things where you have to make a move and if, and man, if you don't, then you better take someone around to, right. Or you better be certain of what you have in Jimmy G or what have you. And no, it's not all a plus B equals C, but I think it's, it's a very peculiar spot. The Raiders are in, especially since the Carolina traded up, it put us in that no man's kind of that no man's land of like, what the heck are we going to do? And, We'll see how it falls. And if we end up taking like a blue chip player on the defense, then great. But then maybe get aggressive with your 38 overall pick, trade it to the top of the second or late in the first to take a head hooker, you know, like something like that, where we can try to figure out a way to where we have a, a current and a future plan at quarterback because it's the most important position on planet Earth. So I agree with my brother. Crazy, right? But no, I I, I think it's a great point that you that you brought up and I it's just going to be fascinating, which is even going to make me lose my mind even more so as we get closer to the draft. But um, yeah, that's all I got, man. I thought it was a fun exercise overall. Um, any last things to note on your end? No, I think we did did what we set out to do. That was, like I said, very fun. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts and go follow Raider Take Podcast YouTube channel go subscribe hit the bell notification we hope you guys enjoyed it hopefully we'll have some uh some new news to roll around through next week um maybe we will roll out our uh our free agent overview uh at least up to that point and kind of touch on more in depth of of who we picked up and some of the things that were going on but we hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see y'all next week peace